Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, Paul writes these words. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Father, I pray now for your anointing, your blessing upon the ministry of your word, that you'd speak to hearts and lives in this room today, that you would cause us to live like we're dying. Radically transform us and change us. Set us on fire with the presence and the power of the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. I want to talk to you about living like you're dying. Unfortunately, so many live until they die. They really don't live life at all. They live with that death in mind and live so cautiously that they never become all that God has for them to be. Most of you know that uh, the 1st of September, my oldest sister, Sherry, passed away. She was 72. I told you last week she had some significant heart issues, lung issues, uh, double pneumonia, and then the effects of COVID brought about her death. Way too young for that to happen. But you have to know my sister. My sister... Uh, could have retired at 62. She was a public school teacher. She taught special ed in middle schools in the inner city of Oklahoma City. Very high-stress job. But she chose not to. She kept working. She could have retired at 65, but she chose not to and kept working. She could have retired at 67, but chose not to. She kept working. Finally, this past June, when she turned 72, she finally retired. But she lived just three short months after that occurred. You see, she was always living, anticipating that when I retire, when this event happens, then my life is going to change. I'm going to do the things I want to do. I'm going to spend more time with my grandkids. Her husband and her were going to travel. They had all these plans that were going to be fleshed out once she retired. But once she retired, none of those things occurred or happened. Life took a turn she didn't expect, and she, as a result, died without really living. And isn't that so true of many of us? Matter of fact, Yvonne and I went back for the funeral, and uh, we're sitting in that service, and I hear her grandchildren talking about her, talking about the fact that, oh, she was so gracious, so kind, she was so generous, she never lost her temper, she was so patient. I leaned over and I said, I need to go check the casket, I don't think that's my sister. People should not say flowery things about you when you're dead that they don't say when you're alive. I told my grandkids as we were eating dinner that day, I said, look, y'all need to remember this. And there were seven of them there. We have nine total, but seven of them were there. And I said, you got to remember this, that when Pops dies, I want you to say he was a rascal. He was always in trouble. But he loved us and he cared about us. Don't tell them lies about me. Everybody knows me anyway. And they know know you're lying. So why even bother to do it? I want to challenge you today to adopt a new mindset. The mindset the Apostle Paul penned in Philippians 1.21. To live is Christ, but to die is gain. I want to challenge you to live as though you are dying and understand what God that means in your life. When the pandemic hit in March and April, life shut down for many people. And can I tell you, it hasn't resumed for the masses. 
Many are still huddled in their homes, afraid of what might happen, rather than choosing to live. May I tell you this, anything that inspires fear in your life is not from God. Fear is not from God. If we really believe God is able, then He's going to see us through anything. And that's what Paul was saying in this passage of Scripture. Matter of fact, Wednesday nights we're studying the book of Philippians. You should be here. Because it's eye-opening, it's revelational, when we understand how Paul lived his life, not in fear of what might happen, but in fear of what he might miss. Somebody needs to write that down, that's pretty good. Stop living in fear of what might happen, and start living in fear of what I might miss if I don't choose to live the life God's called me to live. Anything the Bible says, Paul wrote in Romans chapter 14, I believe it's verse 13 if I remember right. He said, anything that's not of faith is sin. Sin. So we need to re-examine our lives and ask ourselves, what is it that's motivating us? What is it that's driving us? What is it that causes us to get up of a morning and put on our clothes and go do whatever we do or causes us to stay in the house and not do anything? It's time, folks, to live like you're dying. Anything that perverts God's purpose, God's plan, and God's power in and over your life is not of God. And God has called His church and empowered His children to be witnesses and ambassadors in a lost and dying world. We need to understand that's our foremost responsibility as believers to tell someone else of what God can do for them. It's time to live while we're living. While there's breath in these bodies, we need to be living to the utmost for the Lord Jesus Christ. When we lose sight of the fact, now here, catch, catch this and follow this. Anytime we are so focused on this life that all we see is what's right in front of us, we are going to miss what God has for us. Because the purpose of salvation and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ was to redeem us from sin, to give us the power to live victoriously over sin, and then provide an eternal home for us. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, I will go away, but I will come again. And when I come again, I will have prepared a place for you, so there we will be forever together. You can read the scripture, it's there. Jesus made it very clear that this whole thing is about eternal life, not temporal life. It's about living forever with God in eternity, not just the momentary span of life that we have on this planet. It's about eternal life. And anytime we lose sight of that fact, then we begin living in fear rather than walking in faith and seeing God do what God wants to do in and through our lives. Someone said, well, I must be doing something wrong. Things are so hard. Listen, life sometimes is hard. But just because you're living in a difficult time doesn't mean you did something wrong. Catch this. Write it down. Remember it. It may be that God is showing you something you would never receive without going through that difficult time. It may be He's teaching you something you would never learn without that pressure coming into your life. We need to understand it is time you and I as born-again believers begin to live as though we're dying. Understanding the next breath can be our last. 
We aren't going to hold back any longer, but we're going to give it our all. We're going to go all in to accomplish God's will for our lives. There's a country song that I love. It came out in 2016. Now you say country music. Look, folks, I'm from Oklahoma. What do you expect? I wear cowboy boots and ride a Harley Davidson. What do you expect? I grew up on a farm riding horses. What do you expect? I don't listen to hip-hop. Rap doesn't interest me. It just hurts my ears. Now, Pastor Isaiah, that's a whole other story. He loves that stuff. We're from two different worlds. He's over there raising his hand. We're from two different worlds, but God uses us both to reach the world. That's what you need to remember. Love this song. The title of the song is Live Like You're Dying. A couple of weeks ago, as I was thinking about and planning for this message, I sent Pastor Tom an email. I said, I want you to learn and sing this song on Sunday morning. Now, I knew some things. I knew that he is probably the most talented musician I've ever known. Amazing, unbelievable. Play anything at any time, hear it once, play it again, sing it. He just has a memory like an elephant. But I also knew that of all the genres of music that are out there, there was one he despised. One he hated. One he absolutely couldn't stand. One he never listened to, one he never wanted to sing, and that was country music. So I'm thinking, Tom... God's letting you walk through this hard time to show you something you would never have learned otherwise. He's going to show you what you've been missing all your 40 years of life. Melissa's over there saying amen, because she loves country music. So I'm thinking, let's see if you'll do this. I didn't get a response for a couple of days. Nothing. Crickets. Not a word back from him on the email. I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is just silent rebellion. We'll have to deal with this. But nah, that's not him. He never, he never acts that way. He's a great guy. If you don't know him, you didn't need to get to know him. So I said, would you please learn this song and sing it for me on this Sunday morning? Because it expresses a sentiment I want people to catch. So listen as he sings, live like you're dying. In my early 40s With a lot of life before me And a moment came to stop me on a dime I spent most of the next days Looking at the x-rays And talking about the options And talking about sweet time I asked him when it sank in that that this might really be the end How's it hit you When you get that kind of news What you do He said I went skydiving I went Rocky Mountain climbing I went Two point second seconds On a bull named Fu Manchu And I loved deeper And I spoke sweeter And I gave forgiveness I'd been denying and he said someday I hope you get the chance to live like you are dying 
I was finally the husband And most of the time I wasn't I became a friend a friend wouldn't like to have I all of a sudden going fishing Wasn't such an imposition And I went three times that a year I lost my debt I finally read the good book And I took a good long hard look At what I'd do if I could do it all again I went skydiving, I went Rocky Mountain climbing, I went two point second seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu, and I loved deeper, and I spoke sweeter, and I gave forgiveness I'd been denying, and he said, someday I hope you get the chance. To live like you were dying Like tomorrow was a gift You've got eternity To think about what you do with it And what could you do with it And what did I do with it And what would you do with it Skydiving I went Rocky Mountain climbing I went Two point second seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu And I loved deeper and I spoke sweeter And I watched an eagle as he was flying And he said, someday I hope you get the chance To live like you were dying To live like you were dying to live like you were dying. Great job. Thank you, Pastor Tom. Great job. I love that song. It should challenge us. Even though it's not deep theology, it's not Christian, it's not religious, but it's true. Now, just let me take a moment. For all you that were offended that I had him sing a sun, uh, country song in a Sunday morning service, I've got a word for you. Get over it. Let your religion die and begin to live in Jesus Christ. Understand that God uses a variety of ways, means, and methods to speak into our hearts and into our lives. And if He chose to use some silly country song to challenge you to live in a different way, then so much the better. See, here's the truth. You and I will never live when we're running from life. You and I will never achieve what God wants us to do when we are causing it in our homes, afraid of what might occur. We have to come to the place where we decide, I'm going to live like today is my last day on this planet, and I'm going to do what God has asked me to do as a believer. I have no guarantee of tomorrow. I have no guarantee of the next breath. So how shameful, how horrible it would be if we stood before the King of Kings and the Lord of the universe and we had to say, I was afraid. Pastor Isaiah mentioned it in the offering, the parable of the talents, when the one with only one buried it because he was afraid of his master. You see, God has called each and every one of us to live as though we are dying. As though today is our last day on the planet. 
Maybe you do need to forgive someone. Maybe you do need to love deeper. Maybe you do need to speak sweeter. Maybe you need to take another look at the good book and let God speak into your life and show you areas that need to be transformed. You see, when we fail to live as though we're dying, we become selfish and self-centered. We're only concerned about me and mine and what's going to happen. We forget the fact that as born-again believers filled with the Holy Spirit, we are called to reach a lost and a dying world for Jesus Christ. So we don't participate. We're not a part of God's plan. We subvert God's purposes. We deny God's power. Let me tell you something. You as a believer should never be controlled. Oh, this is deep. You need to remember it. Should never be controlled by life. Circumstances should never dictate your actions. The Lord of the universe should dictate your actions. Jesus Christ should guide you and direct you through anything you encounter at any moment in time. We have to come to that place where we're going to live like we're dying. But too many times we live by what we see, not by what we don't see. It isn't that in the exact opposite position of Scripture. The Apostle Paul wrote it this way in 2 Corinthians 4.18, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So what's in your line of sight? What's your vision? What are you seeing? What is motivating your actions every day? Is it your bank account? Is it the pandemic? Is it the fear that you might lose your job? What is it? Or is it the fact that God has called you to be a witness and a word, a living word, to those that need to know Him in their hearts and in their lives? What's motivating you? You've got to live like you're dying. So many people say, well, it would be nice to trust God, but I don't know what tomorrow holds. Listen, just because you don't know where you're going doesn't mean He's not leading you. Well, that's pretty good. I'm going to say it again. Just because you don't know where you're going doesn't mean He's not leading you. We have got to come to the place where we live by what we cannot see. Don't waste this current trial, this pandemic. Don't waste this current trial, but rather learn something. Let God lead you somewhere, teach you something. Do you remember that God, when He brought Israel out of Egypt, led them into the wilderness to teach them some things, to give them the law, to show them His goodness, His grace, and His mercy? God led Jesus into the wilderness where He proved His power over His life and over Satan. Just because you don't know where you're going doesn't mean you're not being led. Don't waste the current trial you're walking through. Learn something. Be led somewhere. Let God show you something. In the book of Philippians, where our text comes from, there's 104 verses. 19 times out of those 104 verses, almost 20% of the book, Paul refers to joy or rejoicing. He's telling the Philippians, this is the attitude that you have to use to live through hard times. No pity parties. Come on, no giving up, no giving in, but embracing the fact that God is going to lead us through places that make us better, deeper, stronger in Him. Paul tells the Philippians we should rejoice in 
every circumstance, good or bad, happy or sad. We should rejoice when we have plenty or when we have nothing. We should rejoice when we have friends or when we're alone. We should rejoice when we're sick or when we're well. In every circumstance, we should learn to rejoice because when we rejoice, it enables us to live as though we're dying. Changes our whole perspective. Changes our whole outlook. Changes our responses to life. You see, when we read the book of Philippians, we have to come to this place where we hear Paul saying, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. How does that work? What does that mean? How is that applied in me? To live is Christ, but to die is gain. You read the rest of Philippians chapter 1, and you'll see, he says, it's profitable for you that I stay here. Because I'm going to teach you, I'm going to instruct you. He's going to pour the life of God into that church if he stays on the planet. It's profitable for him if he goes on to be with Jesus. So that's why he could say, either way, I'm going to win. Can I tell you this morning, if you will live like you're dying, you're going to win. You're going to see the blessing, the benefit, the presence, the power of God poured out on your life every day. You're going to see His miracles. You're going to experience His healing. You're going to walk in His provision. You're going to know and understand it. doesn't matter where I go, what I do. God is before me. God is behind me. God is surrounding me. And He's leading me where He wants me to go. Or if I die, oh, I win. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I win! Because it's heaven with God forever and ever and ever and ever. In order to live like you're dying, you have to have a finish it mindset. You don't quit when things get tough. You don't give up when things are hard. You don't abandon God because some church folks are idiots. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. Let me say it again. You don't abandon God because some church folks are idiots. Because they don't understand the gospel. They don't understand grace. They don't understand relationship. Don't give up on God because some religious knucklehead said something that offended you. And you said, well, they're all like that. I'm going to walk away. Some of you watching online and listening on the radio, you need to apply that. You need to get back in church, back in fellowship, back in relationship. Let God touch you in that area of disenfranchisement and discouragement and disappointment and renew your life and bring you back to where your life doesn't flow through a church body, it flows through Jesus Christ. You see, because if you live like you're dying, people aren't going to offend you. If you live like you're dying, they can say whatever they're going to say, it rolls off your water like a duck's back. just doesn't matter if you live like you're dying. But we have to have a finished mindset. That's why I quoted earlier Philippians 1, 6. He who hath began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is not a quitter. You shouldn't be either. Someone said to me not too long ago, I can't believe you've been here seven years. Most people would have quit. Quitting's not in my DNA. God didn't, God didn't call me here to stay a couple years and then leave. God didn't call me here to face some battles I can't win and say I give up and I'm going back where it's easier. God called me. He planted me. He put my feet in this soil to grow the church of Jesus Christ.
to touch the city of Tallahassee, to reach our state and to reach our world. And folks, hear me. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I'm not quitting until God says you're done. Not going to do that. Not going to do that. God's not a quitter, neither should his children be quitters. You can read verse 12, Philippians chapter 1. Paul said, actually, the things that happened to me, what's he talking about? He's talking about being beat five times, 39 stripes. He's talking about being three times with rods. He's talking about being stoned once. He's talking about surviving three shipwrecks. He's talking about being jailed more times than he can remember. He's talking about all the pressures, the pains, the perils, the trials that he walked through that spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said all these things, if you don't know what those are, you can read them in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I believe is where that's at, or 2 Corinthians chapter 11, you can read Paul's story. He said all these things actually worked for the advancement of the kingdom. How wild is that? He was beat five times and received 39 lashes. He was beat with rods three times. He was stoned once. He was in three shipwrecks and survived. All these things actually worked to the advancement of the gospel. How many of us are ready to give up when one thing comes against us? When life gets too difficult in one area? When we say, I can't do this anymore, and I don't want to do this. This isn't what it's about. I've got news for you. Following Jesus is not a Sunday school picnic. It's for men and women who will pull up their boots every morning and say, no matter what's in front of me, my face is set like flint, and I'm going to follow Jesus Christ because I live like I'm dying. I live like I'm dying. When Paul wrote those words, do you know where he was? He was in Rome. He was in Rome. He had been there almost two years at this point. Now, he wasn't vacationing. He wasn't sightseeing. He was chained to a Roman guard. He was in prison. One hand chained to a guard. The other hand, he pins for me to live as Christ, but to die as gain. The other hand, he pins... Being confident of this very thing, that he who hath began the good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Understand, he's not riding from a place of ease and luxury and provision. He's riding from a place of imprisonment and poverty and pain. But he says, I'm going to live as long as I'm alive. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in because all this stuff accounts for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, no matter what environment you're in, when you decide to live like you're dying, Holy Spirit empowers you to walk right through it. He empowers you. And sometimes, like the three Hebrews, you're going to go into the fire and it's going to be like you never even were there. No bonds, no burns, no smell of smoke. But at other times, it may mean five times 39 lashes. Do you know what I'm saying? Christianity is not about ease for the believer. It's about following Jesus Christ wherever he leads us and enduring, going through anything that may happen before us. Holy Spirit enables us to walk through environments that we can't control. Holy Spirit enables us to walk through environments we can't 
control. If protecting myself is the chief goal of my life, I will never live as God wants me to live. Never happen. Never occur. Never be accomplished. But if my goal is to please Him in all that I do and all that I say, Everywhere I go to represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. To tell men and women, boys and girls and teenagers, the good news of the gospel, then wonderful things are going to happen. So write this down and remember, you should never stress over what you can't control. Because the Holy Spirit will empower you to walk through environments you can't control. He will enable you to live like you're dying in every situation. Very quickly, I want to share with you five things, very quickly, and then I'm done. If you're going to live like you're dying, number one, you must remember guilt will not change the past. Anxiety will not change the future. Guilt will not change the past. Anxiety will not change the future. Paul had every reason to be guilty. He persecuted the church. He was there giving approval to the stoning of Stephen, the first martyr. He was going all over that part of the world arresting believers in Jesus Christ, putting them in prison, hoping to end their lives. He was a rotten, raunchy dude. He was a murderer. He had every reason to be guilty, but he understood guilt will not change my past. He had every reason to be anxious. He wrote in Philippians chapter 4, 3, I believe it is, that I know how to be abased, I know how to abound. I know how to have a lot, I know how to have little. But this one thing I've learned, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He wasn't going to be anxious over his future. You and I understand too, we have no reason to be anxious over the future. Don't allow fear and worry to dominate and control you, and don't allow guilt to paralyze you. Number two, in life you have three options. Get all three fingers up. You can give up, you can give in, or you can give it all you got. Well, let me give one more option. It's not my notes. Let me give it to you. You can get over it. You have those options. That's all you have. And it's up to you. Will I give up? Will I give in? Will I give it my all? Or will I get over it? Will I move forward? Philippians 3, 13 through 15, bear that out. I don't have time to read it. You can write it down and read it later. Number three, if you're going to live like you're dying, you have got to forgive and forget. Some of your memories are way too long, and your forgiveness is way too small. If you're going to live like you're dying, you've got to forgive and forget. Listen to me. The person you hate doesn't care. Yeah, they don't care. The person you have that grudge against doesn't care. They moved on and you're still stuck in 1962. If you're going to live like you're dying, you've got to learn to forgive and to forget. To put it behind you and move on. Number four, if you're going to live like you're dying, you have got to choose whether I'm going to get bitter or I'm going to get better in the circumstances of life. It is entirely your choice. Do I get bitter or do I get better? But you don't know what that person said to me. I don't. Frankly, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Get bitter, get better. Your choice. But if you're going to get better, bitter, I'd really not rather hang around you. Is that okay? Can I say that? I was in a business this last week here in Tallahassee and 
the young man was just very, very annoying, trying to help me. Customer service. It's a lost art. It's dying. doesn't exist anymore. I hate it when I call and I get customer service and they send me somewhere overseas and they don't speak English and I don't speak their language. Anybody with me? Very annoying. Anyway, this dude, he was a young dude, and uh, he made a statement that I responded to because I really didn't like what he said. I said, maybe I'll take my business somewhere else. And he said, maybe you should. But wow. That's a, I'm not making this up. I can't make this stuff up. So then I went to pay for the purchase. We happened to have a church account at that particular retailer. Handed him the card. And he said, oh, you're with the church? Yeah, I am. I'm the pastor. All of a sudden, his attitude changed. Sweet as honey. He said, where's your church at? I said, it's over there on Shara Road. Oh, where's Shara Road? Right across the street from the fun station. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know where you're at. Then he said, maybe I'll come visit someday. I almost said, I'd rather you didn't. But I didn't. I bit my tongue. If you're going to live like you're dying, you've got to learn to forgive and forget. The next time I go in there, I'm going to find him. I'm going to look him up and say, remember me, the guy who didn't want to help? Remember me? I'm back again. We're going to have some fun. Live like you're dying. Learn to forgive and forget. Don't get bitter. Get better. That kid kind of ticked me off. And I had a choice to make. Do I walk out and go somewhere else or do I just get down to what I'm going to do? I thought, you know, this is hilarious when you look at it. It's funny that this kid has talked to me, and he's probably 20 years old. I'm a senior by a lot. Get bitter or get better. And number five, you need to learn to earn your keep if you're going to live like you die. Entitlements are for quitters. You're not entitled to anything. Earn your keep if you're going to live like you're dying. Come on, get up every day. Take responsibility for yourself. Quit blaming everybody else for your actions and let God do something amazing in your life. So he never does anything for me. Well, that's because you always think you deserve, deserve, deserve. You don't deserve anything. Oh, can I be real with you this morning? You mean you haven't been already? No, not yet, but I'm getting ready to be. Can I be real with you this morning? The only thing you and me deserve is hell. It's all we deserve. But by His wonderful grace and through His great mercy, He's given us an invitation and an opportunity to put our hand in His and walk with the King of kings and the Lord of lords to see Him do things that eye has never seen, ear has never heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man all the things He has in store for you and me. He's given us an opportunity to walk not by what we see, but by what we don't see. He's given us an opportunity to walk through all the storms, all the waters, all the floods, all the fires, all the sickness, all the disease, with a smile on our face rejoicing because our God is always good. Always good. We need to live like we're dying every single day of our lives. Every single moment as though that could be our last. It makes us generous. It makes us gracious. It makes us burdened. 
for those around us who don't know Jesus when we choose to live like we're dying. Bow your heads in this room today. Father, in the power of Jesus' name, touch hearts and touch lives, both in the room and online and on the radio right now. Those under the sound of this voice bring conviction by the power of the Holy Spirit. Bring a desire for change through Jesus Christ. I'm talking to you and I've been talking to you all morning. Some areas I've read your mail today. You're saying, how does that preacher know me? I don't. God does. Holy Spirit does. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows where you are. He knows what you need. And He knows what He wants for you. So you're in this room. You're watching online. You're listening on the radio. You say, Pastor, I want to begin learning to live like I'm dying every single day of my life. I want to learn to live like I'm dying. I want to embrace a new attitude. I want to embrace change in my life that comes through Holy Spirit that reflects in every action, every conversation, every behavior in my daily life. That's you. Right where you sit or in your home, you know you're going to respond. Driving on the road, you're going to respond. You're going to slip up that hand and say, that's me. I want to live like I'm learning to die right now across this room. That's you. I want to live like I'm dying. I want to learn how to do that every day. Come on, hold that hand up high. There's nothing to be ashamed of. This is God speaking into your heart, drawing you, calling you, challenging you, changing you by the power of the Spirit. Everyone stand to your feet with me across this room. If you raise your hand, step out and come right now. Fill this altar. We're going to pray. We're going to believe. God's going to do something in your life. Don't wait for somebody else. You raise your hand. Step out and come right now. God's talking to you. It's time to live like you're dying. If you're online this morning, you reach out to that person in the room with you and you say, pray with me as pastor prays for me because you're a part of this church too and I want to pray for you this morning as well. Come on, respond. Come right now. Let God speak into your life today. If you're driving down the road, pull over to the side. I'm going to pray for you in just a second and God's going to do something powerful and mighty in your life. Pastor Isaiah, Pastor Chris, Pastor Yvonne, come. Gather behind these elders and deacons. Would you come? Gather behind them. Lay a hand on their shoulder. We're going to pray the prayer of faith. We're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to fall, for God to revolutionize hearts and lives in this room today so that we live like we're dying. Sing it out, Tom, one time. We're going to begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person that's standing in this altar this morning. I pray for every person online that has made a response to you. For every person on the radio who's saying, God, do something in me. I pray for every individual, man and woman, boy and girl, young and old, white and black and brown, that you would touch them, revolutionize their attitudes, revolutionize their heart, change the way we think so that we change the way we act change the way we behave in the name of Jesus I pray for Holy Ghost power now to flow into their lives Holy Spirit power flowing into your life right now touching you renewing you revolutionizing you through the power of Jesus name causing us to live like we're dying living every moment 
in the grace and in the grasp of Jesus Christ. Not letting any opportunity pass us by to reflect your glory and your honor. Help us to live like we're dying, Father. We pray it in the name that is above every name. Come on, church, just lift your hands this morning and say, Lord, fill me with your power. Fill me with your grace. Fill me with the passion for you. Just lift your hands and say, do it for me right now. Praise you, You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.